Even at this height, perched high above New York City, my senses were bombarded with the sounds of car horns, cab whistles, and police sirens. I thought I could even detect the faint smells of soft pretzels and roasted peanuts floating up to me on the hot evening breeze. My mouth watered, thinking of those sweet and salty flavors on my tongue, washed down with an ice-cold, sour beer from Proletariat, my favorite craft beer bar in New York's East Village. A bead of sweat slipped down my temple as I caught a whiff of my own overheated body and crinkled my nose at the smell. What I wouldn't give for a cold shower right about now, I thought. Fanning the black leather vest I wore, I tried to get some cooler air to touch my skin. Even though the jacket was sleeveless, it trapped heat against my body like steam in a pressure cooker. Unfortunately, the jacket was a necessary evil to conceal the large weapon I carried on my back. My pacing did little to calm my nerves or lower my body temperature. Stepping up to the low wall that surrounded the rooftop, I leaned forward and peered over the side of the 54-story building. A small flutter clenched my stomach, and I quickly stepped away. The anticipation was always the best and worst part of any mission. My nerve endings were raw and tingling with pent-up energy. I was hyper-focused, my senses on alert, like a lion just before springing into a herd of prey. Still... Doubt and fear also crept in, flitting around the corners of my mind where I couldn't dispel them. Those shades whispered to me, You're not good enough. Not strong enough. This is finally the mission you will fail on. You won't make it out of this one alive. I closed my eyes and quieted my mind, then reached out with my senses. I had been practicing this little trick for the last couple of weeks and was finally starting to get the hang of it. I could feel the hot currents of air swirling around the skyscrapers, hear the clip-clop of heels on the pavement below, and smell of cigarette smoke and car exhaust. Then I found what I was searching for, and that all-too-familiar tingling sensation bloomed on the back of my neck, sending a shiver down my spine. It signaled what I now knew to be the presence of magical energy. It was something I had felt many times before, but only recently learned it was my own magic reacting to that of others near me. Whatever it was I sensed, the thing was close. I threw back the flap of my jacket and reached for my lower back. With a quick flick of my wrist, I unsnapped the leather binding that held the wooden shaft snug against my body. After a practiced tug, I heard the light click as the axe head came free from its locking holster between my shoulder blades. It had taken some time to perfect the design, working with a medieval weapons expert and a leathersmith I met online. Battle axes weren't normally sheathed. They were usually held or slipped into a loop on a horse's saddle. Since riding a horse around New York City or walking the streets carrying a three-foot double-bladed battle axe was a bit too conspicuous, I had to find a better way. The axe was too large to swing freely at my hip, I had tried it, and the shaft constantly banged into my knees and shins. I had tried holstering it upside down on my back like a sword with the shaft at my shoulder, but the head swung like a pendulum, throwing me off balance when I fought. The answer was a locking mechanism that held the axe head in place by my shoulders and easily came free with a tug, and a strap at my waist held the shaft snugly in place. I held the axe, waiting, listening. Then I heard it. A soft puff of air, 
followed by an almost imperceptible increase in the heat at my back. With my eyes still closed, I spun, swinging upward with the axe and encountered a satisfying resistance, followed by a pained screech. Not giving the creature time to recover, I pressed my advantage, swinging the weapon from right to left and back again in repeated figure eights. It scrambled away from the blade as I moved forward, twirling and spinning the steel so fast it was just a blur. I could sense that I was approaching the edge of the roof. Therefore, in one final move, I landed a roundhouse kick to the creature's chest, sending it hurtling into the wall that surrounded the roof. Hearing the brick crack as mortar gave way under its weight, I poised the axe above my head, prepared to strike the killing blow. Opening my eyes, the victorious smile slipped from my face when I saw a manticore crouched before me. It was the same type of monster that had attacked my friends and me in City Field a few short weeks ago, slaughtering almost an entire clan of elves.